0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Slaying Self dog podcast. It's your girl, Felicia Wallace. Here on the Slaying Self dog podcast, we get together every week to take a deep dive into my life and yours while I remind you that you are not on this journey alone. We will talk about everything from God to Brought Reality TV. Together, we will find our fears and slay them. Rebecca Thompson is a clarity and confidence coach and the founder of Living Your Light Bootcamp. Living Your Light Bootcamp is an extensive and intimate eight week personal development experience designed to help high achieving Black women get the clarity to discover what lights them up, the confidence to chase their wildest dream, and take the action needed to create a life that they will love. Rebecca is a graduate of the Women's Campaign School at Yale, Emily's List, Vote Run Lead, and other numerous leadership programs. Rebecca has appeared in the Washington Post, New York Times, Essence Magazine, and was named one of the American Association of Political Consultants Top 40 Under 40 Award Recipients. She is here today to tell us how to live in our light and to give ourselves permission to create a life that we will love. Welcome, Rebecca, to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast. I'm so happy that you are here with us. How are you? I am so
1: glad to be here, uh, and I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me.
0: So can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself and how you got started?
1: Yeah, so again, my name is Rebecca Thompson. Um, I'm an international political consultant and a clarity coach for high-achieving Black women. Um, It has taken me a long time to get to this place, um, but I got my start in politics when I was just 14 years old. Oh, wow it planted a seed i had a paid internship and it it literally transformed my life but after working in politics for 20 years it was also killing me mm. and burning me out and so you know here i was living this dream that i'd always had but right. you know i had a life that looked good on the outside but didn't feel good on the inside wow and um i ran for office uh, in detroit i ran for state representative. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. I lost that race by just six votes on election day.
0: Oh, dagger. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it,
1: was, it was, uh, at the time it felt like one of the most difficult things I'd ever been through. Yeah. I was really in the year leading up to that election. Um, my dog died unexpectedly. My dad passed away a week.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Day. I lost the election. and I lost my job.
0: And wow. So,
1: It was, excuse my French, a hell of a year. Yeah. And really the impetus for this work started then, right? Mm. Because there was healing work that I needed to do. There was some um, getting off the grid that I needed to do. There were a whole host of things I needed to do, but I didn't give myself permission to do them because I was so conditioned to just keep going.
0: Right. And
1: it wasn't until uh, 2017, I quit my job sold everything I owned mm. and bought a ticket to Malaysia um, and traveled the world for six months. And um, that gave me a taste of freedom and an opportunity to live in my life in a way that I never had before. And wow. people would ask me, how did you do that? Yeah,
0: I was getting ready to say, Ooh. how you just pack up everything and go to not like Florida or like California? You literally went to a whole nother country.
1: And at the time, I could not pick out and point to Malaysia on a map, right? But I will say- Okay, so
0: hold on. Let's back up. How did you pick Malaysia? Did you like spin a a globe and then just point?
1: (laughs) Uh Okay, so um, in uh, 2016, I was in a relationship, long term. We lived together. There was a path for my life. That was get married, maybe have some kids, like have this very, you know, Americana-ish dream.
0: Right.
1: Down, I was like, I don't even want that. Right. I mm-hmm. I didn't want it, but I was again, like doing what
0: I doing thought. Doing what, was what, what do. you thought was the right thing to do. The
1: right thing to do. Right. And um, I was at a retreat and my coach asked me, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail?
0: Mm. And I thought about it.
1: And my answer was that I would end that relationship, okay? And not thinking that one thing had anything to do with the other. I came home that night, ended that relationship, and within a few days, I saw a Facebook ad that said, do you want to travel the world and work remotely? And I was like, yes. Wow. Now, mind you, had I seen that ad a few days before it would have never registered with me because yeah. I was in a relationship, living with somebody, had mm-hmm. two dogs, right? And it was as if the universe opened up this thing that was really a lifelong dream of mine. And it was planted. There was a friend years ago, probably 10 years ago, she bought a six month round the world ticket. And I was like, that exists? Wow. And I never forgot about it. And so when I saw that ad, I immediately clicked it. I called my identical twin sister and said, uh, hey, hypothetically, if I travel the world for <laughs> a year, would you keep my dogs? And she's like, no, <laughs> but that sounds interesting. Tell me more. And so in my head, I began, it was like the universe was was beginning to help me see that maybe I could do this.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: So the first thing was, all right, what do I do with my dogs? Right. That was figure outable. And I was like, I don't have any money something said apply for a loan, right? At the time I had good credit. I mm-hmm. didn't have you know, a whole lot of expenses. I got approved and the money was in my account in 24 hours. Wow. And literally this, the universe manifested the shit out of this. And this is why I say you have to be clear about what you really want. Because yeah. I saw that it was possible. I was like, okay, universe, let's make it happen. Yeah. So I did a program called remote year.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and, uh, the intention was for me to go to, to live in 12 countries in 12 months across Southeast Asia, Europe, and South America. So uh I've, there are lots of pros and cons to doing the program, but it, it, it we basically paid them rent for our travel, our housing, internet, SIM cards, you name it. So all I had to do was show up at the airport each month and they would take care of everything.
0: That is, I mean, not crazy. It sounds crazy. Like, not in a bad way crazy, but it sounds just like so completely off the, the the regular trail that that, like, even here you tell me this story scares me. Like, I'm just like, what about mosquitoes? And who do you live with? And, you know, like, all of those things pop into my head. You talk about,
1: right, slaying self-doubt, all <laughs> of that came up for me because the minute I paid that deposit, first of all, I didn't even tell anybody besides my sister so for months, I sat on this thing because I was working on the 2016 election and I couldn't tell people, hey, by the way, as soon oh, as I'm about to go over, to Malaysia, I'm moving <laughs> to Malaysia, right? So one was just, as I sat on it, the self-doubt of what are you doing, yeah.
0: right?
1: You know, and then when I began to tell people, the all the first question was, why Malaysia? What's the?" Yeah. And people, you know, I traveled internationally before, um, but in, in a touristy kind of way, right? Right. Like, I went to the DR and like went to Paris. Yeah. I never lived anywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, That's and different.
1: It's very different. And that, I always wanted to go to the Peace Corps. I always regretted not studying abroad. Like that dream to travel was always in me. But when I boarded that plane, I had my first panic attack. mm. I was instantly afraid that I was making the worst decision of my life because people, even well-intentioned close family members thought I was losing my mind.
0: Yeah. Because it's outside of the norm. It's outside of what is normal for everybody else. So anything that looks like, what is she doing? Where is she going with this? Is she okay? Right? Yeah.
1: Literally questioning my mental
0: health, your, your sanity, right? <laughs> like, do
1: we need to commit her? Like, <laughs> we actually, we're like, you know, we're. Cause here's the thing: it looked like I was setting my life on fire, mm. but what I was really doing was setting myself free. Even though I didn't know that's what I was doing,
0: right? Moment. Yeah, I
1: was getting out of this relationship that was suffocating me. I was getting out of a city that I felt rejected me when I lost that election by six. Mm. I forgot to mention one week after I moved to Malaysia, my opponent was kicked out of the Michigan legislature and the seat suddenly opened, right? What the- here I was 10,000 miles away from home. And that self-doubt again of Lord, what did I do?
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't <done> moved all the <laughs> way over here and the job I
1: wanted is open. <laughs> and the thing that I have wanted for years is suddenly open, right?
0: Mm. But
1: what it meant, even when nobody else could see it, yeah. I knew and I decided to bet on myself. So I decided to not come home
0: yeah like I,
1: I continued traveling. I fell in love with Southeast Asia. Um and had even decided to decided to move to Thailand at one point. Like I was like, it felt like home.
0: Wow.
1: There. Um, and I will never forget that my ex, so we were we had ended the relationship, but we're still close and we're like trying to figure out if we we're gonna make it work, and he mm. came to visit. And I'll never forget, he said, I resent that this is your life now. Mm. And what it showed me, and I said, but you could do it too. And he's like, no, I couldn't. And I realized then that mindset was everything. Yeah. There were very few people were, would have understood why I was doing what I did. Yeah. But it didn't have to make sense to other people as long as it made sense to me. And so fast forward, um, you know, about halfway through that journey, I started running out of money. I started getting really homesick. Once we got to Europe, I hated it. Mm. Um, and then I went home. I, I thought I was going home for a few weeks to just rest and, and eat some food. And then I got what I thought was my dream job at the time. So that job brought, it was literally the one of the biggest jobs in politics at the time for me. Um, came back to the United States and within two weeks, I was like, this isn't it.
0: Right?
1: Wow. Like, I so was craving to be away to and yeah. to away and like not a part of this you know crazy political thing um and so when I think about what it means to like really slay this self-doubt because we all have it every step of the way of this journey my spirit always told me the truth mm. I just didn't always choose to listen to it yeah so it is so when I say it's been a crazy journey it's really been because deep down I knew what I was supposed to be doing, and I didn't always listen to it,
0: right, yeah, so you have this boot camp, so did the, the boot camp idea come up when you were in Thailand- re- realizing that you know you too can do this, <laughs> and how do you get like what 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 was the light that went off in you that said, You know what, I need to now take what I've learned um for myself and throughout this journey and give it to other people,
1: yeah so i wish i could say that it came in thailand i think (laughs) thailand was me running for myself only Mm. to go find myself yeah um it really wasn't until uh about 2018 which i experienced what i call my unraveling like i literally came undone wow because there was all of this first of all the um what they call it repatriation i think is the word for it when you live abroad and you come back to the United States, there is a shock that happens to your system, right? Because everything about what is normal to you has changed. Yeah. And so American culture is very different from culture around the world. So right. imagine you in this six month period, I'm in 15 different countries, right? Yeah. And it is becoming more feeling like home than this. So fast forward, you know, it was this period of time where I was super depressed. Hmm. Um, I was isolated from my friends because I couldn't relate to, first of all, I had just quit my job and traveled the world for some Right, days, yeah. Right? There was all these things that I was struggling with. Um, And then I was in a job that now I hate it. But I was yeah. tempted too because I needed a paycheck. Uh, and I took six months and I got off social media. I stopped drinking. I stopped dating. I stopped having sex. I read every personal development book I can get my hands on I went to AA I went to literally when I tell you I it was like I got cracked wide open
0: Mm.
1: and people started asking me what are you doing what is happening your energy is different you know you're showing up differently and I realized that it was because I was showing up as my most authentic self it was a version of myself that I had not let people see ever right and again as somebody who had been training to be a politician since I was 14 years old that's what you're taught in politics let yeah. alone national politics right be yourself but not too much of yourself Right? yeah yeah because yeah, they know, can't
0: handle all of that they don't want they all of it who
1: you, they do not want all of us um and so one day I sort of had this light bulb moment that was you know what if I took everything that really saved my life, right? mm. this, the, 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 I was literally in the depths of depression, could not figure out why, had a good job, but was commuting over an hour each way.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: was struggling, like working 12 and 18 hours a day. I was literally killing myself. And I said, what if I could give this to other black women?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it, we literally just celebrated our first year, our first full year of the boot Nice,
0: camp. congratulations. Thank you.
1: And it has been the most important work I've ever done. Um, and so the fact that I'm on this journey with other Black women who are transforming their lives from the inside out, I'm doing the same thing at the same time, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah It's it's been just a really powerful experience.
0: Yeah. I think what's very interesting about your story, which is probably very common to most of our stories, is that um, there's like this... External and internal struggle that happens where you have to make a choice, right? And when you are battling with yourself, you either choose to continue the battle that makes you unhappy and stressed out and depressed and anxiety-ridden and all those things, or you choose to just live the life that, you know, you're meant to live because we all have a purpose and we all have a plan and it's already been set for us. We're just fighting what's already there because it doesn't look like everybody else's. And so for me, I feel like cause I'm at the beginning of that journey. So I just left my nine to five after 15 years um, and my last job and thank you in June of last year. So it's been six months and it, it is, it's a culture shock because the, when I first left, it was very much so like, Oh, I need to spend time with my family. I need to get myself together. And then after those first three months kind of went away, I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not doing anything. I need to do something. I can't. And even these last three months have been just this struggle within myself of like, are you truly, truly going to release this control that you have of trying to navigate your life and trying to do it your way? Or if you took this step of faith, which is what you said it was, because the idea to leave my job did not come from me. It definitely was something that God told me to do. Then you cannot say that you have faith, but you're not operated in faith. And I, like, just recently was just like, okay, God, you win. I can't. I'm not even about that. I, I just, I can't. I cannot argue with you. I can't do anything but that. But the transition of like that, um, storm, it's like the perfect storm happening and then the rainbow or not even the rain, but then it like starts to like the rain starts to slow down and then you see a rainbow. rainbow Right. I'm, I'm at the, you know, it's drizzling type (laughs) right now, you know? So tell me how self doubt showed up in your journey. Like, I know you said that you, you know, just the, the, the doubt of the, making the transition but where did the doubt show up into having to tell other people your story because for me doing this podcast that's what i do every week is i find you know i talk about something and i'm like lord i don't want to tell these people my business but i do it anyway (laughs) so how where did the self-doubt show up when you started sharing your experience and sharing your story because when you're doing politics you're not really talking about you. You're talking about what the people want from you. And so that's just work. But when you have to give yourself and your authentic self and to be transparent so that people believe you, because that's the other part. If people don't believe you, they're going to be like, girl, Mm -hmm. you're not living in nobody light, but this sunlight. If you don't get out of (laughs) here. Okay, that's
1: it right there. So there's two things I want to address. One is you have to have done the thing that you want to help other people. Overcome,
0: yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: And some of those things like living in your light, or, you know, uh, really thinking differently about yourself. Maybe that takes time and you do it over a lifetime, right? You're never yeah. really done, right? Slaying self doubt. You're never done. Yeah,
0: You're never done.
1: <laughs> but if you haven't done something that's brave or mm-hmm. scary, or that was a leap of faith, why should somebody listen to you? Exactly. Right? And when I looked back, So, you know, running for office, it was essentially me gathering, you know, this sort of um, army of people who supported me, right? Mm -hmm. So they came along on one part of the journey. So they saw the self-doubt that happened there, but they also saw the leap of faith. Mm -hmm. Then people followed me on my journey abroad, right? They followed, I wrote a blog about it and I talked about it. What I, I hope that people sort of get from this is I've also reinvented myself multiple mm. times, right? Which meant there were new fears, there was new anxiety every time I did something different. So you run for office, you don't die. You're like, right? Oh, wait, you
0: <laughs> I off. made it. Yeah. I made it. I
1: made it. Oh, <laughs> that didn't kill me. Okay, if that year didn't kill me, right? Okay, well, if moving abroad, right, and mm-hmm. and, and my the shoes,
0: food, because right? right? you know that's one of the things I was gonna ask. What did you eat like the first like month? You know
1: what's funny? So the first month was Malaysia, and I, I was so jet-lagged and anxiety-ridden that I barely left my apartment, but there was a Domino's.
0: Oh, well, there you
1: go. From my apartment. I ate Domino's probably every day for a month. Until I was like, okay, ma'am, it's you time need- to the fucking local food. Stop eating this. And it was weird Domino's, too. Like, it wasn't even, like, regular. They, I mean, you know, in other countries, the menus are very it's, it's different. It's very
0: different. Very, very I, different.
1: personal, pampy. So anyways, so it was also my my way of feeling connected home. But I still like yeah. to say, um, I want to go back to the thing that you mentioned about faith, right? Which is, this has been 90% of faith walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I decided that when I left my last political job, that I was gonna make this pivot into personal development right now. A lot of my clients are women in politics, but mm-hmm. many of them are not. Okay. That was really when the self-doubt began to come up because it was well, wait a minute, I've been doing this thing for 20 years. Yeah. I'm doing this new thing. Do people trust me doing this new thing? Do they believe me doing this new thing? Right? Can I do it? And I was these, right. you know, self-sabotaging thoughts of well, who's gonna pay me to be their coach? You know, or <laughs>
0: Or, Come on now. <laughs>
1: right? And, and those are real conversations. Yeah, they are. Experience every day, right? However, and when I would say it to other people, they would say, well, you know, 2020 is coming up. So you, you can't not do politics in 2020. And I was like, but I'm burning out and I'm dying. And so people in very loving and well-intentioned ways, you know, were also trying to get me to do pull this you stuff.
0: back. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so there was the this struggle of well, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I should be working on somebody's campaign in 2020. Right. And I had to get to the place where I can say if I'm gonna do anything political, it's gonna be on my fucking terms.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I didn't come this far to do that. You know. Yeah. So I I believe that it was the proof in you know month one, which was January of 2019. I probably made a few thousand dollars, which for me, like that was a big deal because yeah. I never you know really made that much money for myself before. Month two, I bounced my rent check, right? So we so self doubt was, uh, I don't know how long I can keep doing.
0: it. Right. <laughs> this right? ain't right. this ain't no real money, Lord. Like I-, <laughs> no,
1: I need some real money. And guess what? March, March of 2019, which would have been month three. I landed a $10,000 a month anchor client Wow! That, was on the that year, but has renewed and increased in 2020.
0: Come and on now. Let
1: me tell you something. This is why, and it's, it's why I have to tell that story from January to March because January, I couldn't see it. Yeah. February. I definitely couldn't see it. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: And, was, but, and it wasn't, but here's the thing. Old me, the one that wouldn't show up vulnerable in relationships, I would have not told anybody that I don't set rent check.
0: Mm. I had just
1: started dating a new person. And I was like, okay, me showing up differently was be... saying this. Yes. Right? It's saying, hey, you know, I work for myself. I didn't ask for anything, but it was just the getting it out. Yeah. And moments later, he's like, oh, your phone just went off. He has sent me the money for my rent.
0: Wow! Right?
1: Was, so We literally just started dating. We now live together. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary.
0: Oh, nice! Congratulations! Um, look at and look how God worked, don't he?
1: How first of all, let me tell you something. This all of it was divine, right? Yeah. And so I was able to pay him back within a few days. His willingness to support this dream that neither of us could really see at the time has really it's bore such beautiful fruit. So you know, in one year. So first of all, I, I hit the six-figure mark in six months last year.
0: Wow.
1: And that part was the thing that began to really expedite my growth. Yeah. So by the end of the year, I generated over $170,000 in revenue. Uh, I'm on track to do a half a million this year. Um, I have attracted my soulmate partner with the most loving family. Yeah. I have all of these areas of my life that are now lit up. But it meant that I had to walk in this direction, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't know where it was taking me, Yeah, even though I didn't know what the next step was. And that loud voice in my head kept telling me, ma'am, you're a fraud, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the imposter syndrome,
0: right? Yeah, that thing will show up, creep up behind you, like... Chucky and be like the, in your, in your ear.
1: Listen to it, right? Yes, you do
0: yeah. Every single time because like you said, if you don't do the brave thing if you don't show up for yourself and the difficulty that you, that a lot of people have when they're going through whatever the journey is, whether it's, you know, in entrepreneurship, in, in marriage, in parenting in you know, applying for a new job, just finding another different job is that we have a tendency to, when things don't look like they're going the way we want them to look, we panic. And then we just like, well, I'm going to just stay right here because it's safe right here. But I tell people all the time, like, You're like you have to be obedient because otherwise you're not going to get what it is that God has for you. Like He has something for you, but if you continue to try to control it, He gonna be like, Okay, well then I guess you don't want it and He'll give it to somebody else.
1: So I'm so glad that you said that. Um in June of 2018, I heard God, as clear as I'm talking to you, say to me, if you do everything that i'm about to ask you to do i'll give you everything you ever wanted mm. and i'm like i'm sorry who's that? Right. right what chucky
0: is that you? <laughs> right
1: where you at and and i was like oh and I, I purposely you know remember telling my sister about it and and just like verbalizing because i was like i need somebody to know right that this is, this is what i heard yeah and when it happens
0: you will it, know that this is where it came it was from, not right? from me correct it
1: was not from me it was yeah. not from for me and when I talked about sitting down for six months and taking and doing my work, that's what I heard God tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And it was the obedience of every single step. Listen, I, I don't know what's happening to her. I'm just being
0: obedient. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I listened, I the night that I met my partner, I heard that same voice say to me, get up, you're going to meet somebody. Hmm. I was not even going to go to this little birthday dinner. I get up and I'm thinking, who I'm going to meet the lift driver, but like, there's, no, <laughs> there's nobody ever. To me there. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We met that night. We stayed up talking till five o'clock that morning. We stayed up the next night talking till five o'clock in the morning. And we stayed up the next night talking to five o'clock in the morning. And my spirit said, it's safe here. And so that obedience shows up. Yeah. And I think of it as I have divine guidance and. Everything I do now, yeah, I
0: choose to listen, listen to, to it, it. That's a completely different, different yeah.
1: thing, but it got it is it is guided every step, every you know, which way should I go, Lord? And mm-hmm. so that's why, when I say this is a faith walk, it is you are not in charge,
0: right? Yeah, that is the absolute you, you truth. Know,
1: just release that because here's the thing it's this whole life that I have, and and this is where I want to make an important distinction there are a lot of us black women who have careers and lives that look damn good on paper.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't really open up that, that closet and right. see what's really going on in there. Yeah. Right? And so it became important for me to not just be so successful in my business, but to be healthy and successful in my personal life. Yeah. And that really was where the real feat was because my whole career, I'd been successful, right? right? And I touched for the most part worked the way that God intended it to. Right? So I lost that election. Great things were happening in my career. Yeah. Personal life was a mess, right? Yeah. I hadn't done my work, and so part of and you know
0: what's interesting about that is that even when you go into entrepreneurship um one of the first things that like my mentor told me and a couple of other people were saying was like you got to get your personal life in order because it's a reflection of your business which is interesting because i'm like well when i was working in leadership i was you know the best person there even though my life was a mess at home so what's the what's the distinction and mm-hmm. i didn't realize till later is that well i was working for somebody else that's not i'm they've already they just i'm just following a script on that thing and so <laughs> if i'm following the script like i just i just show up and do what they ever they asking me to do but when you're doing it for yourself you're you're character your integrity what you believe in your value system all of that shows up in you which will in turn show up in whatever you're trying to create because it's coming from you and so i'm i i agree with you in the way that like you know god has to uh, prune us. Right. And so the way he does that is by putting us through certain things so that we operate in integrity. We operate in um, some a, a sense of value that he can trust us because he's entrusted us with whatever gift he gave us. And yeah. so if you handle it the same way you handle everything else so carelessly, then I have learned, you know, over the course of the time, even though before I made the decision or Before I officially transitioned into entrepreneurship, I was doing the work in my regular nine to five with the people that were around me and, you know, even friends and family and stuff like that. But it was like, okay, God had to get me to a place that I knew that I had to show up for me first. And so in order for me to show up for me meant that I had to have some self-awareness. I had to do some things for myself to be able to say, okay, if you are truly going to help these people and truly show them what slaying self-doubt looks like you got to be at least attempting to slay it. You, you got to you gotta, you gotta be doing something because, you know, my listeners know that I recorded my first two episodes a year before I actually published it because I had this whole mindset of like, you know, let me get myself together. Then I'm going to do the podcast. Wow. And then it was like, girl, it's a journey. How? That don't even make no sense. And then it was like, Oh no. So you want me to tell them I messed up? And let them watch. Oh, so that's how faith works again, because if people don't see it, they don't believe it. So I'm like, But that's well, it. okay, then I'm gonna just be a mess out here. <laughs> but that's it. First of all,
1: you know, a couple of years ago, um, one of my former bosses and mentors, uh, she was a white woman who was a political consultant, and she said to me uh, that she made $500,000 her first year in business wow and i said first of all i've never met anybody who did not, <laughs> Wait, you know let alone ever <laughs>
0: right?
1: but what she did was teach me how she did it mm. right? and so when I, I chuckle because when i set an income goal of five hundred thousand dollars that same fear came up of like uh who do you think you are why right. right? you need that much money what you gonna do with all of that right, right. I have a lot now. I chuckle because as I'm about to hit that figure, somebody showed me how to do it. Yeah. And it is why I'm showing other women how to do it too. So, this thing of you're right, it's not going to be pretty, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be perfect. There are days when some days I'm so grateful that I get for myself, and other days I am so overwhelmed. Yeah. And now I have staff and all kinds of expenses that is scary, right? Yeah,
0: Because awesome? it's real. It It is real. That's the other part yeah. of imposter syndrome is that the fear of success, because when you start to see it come, you're like, oh no, Lord, you really gonna get this hold to me? You really? <laughs> <laughs> you, but really? you told me, but he told you though. He told you if you oh. obey, I'm gonna give you everything you asked for, plus some you didn't even plus ask some. for.
1: And that's, let me tell you, the bonus has been, I mean, everything about my life looks completely different than it did a year ago. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: The bonus is that it's even sweeter than I thought it would be. Yeah. Or it's more abundant than I thought it would be. Or you know, it it is better than it was in my head. And so, I am I am living proof, and which is why I tr- I've tried to be really transparent about every step of this journey, because what has happened is people who know me right mm-hmm. those peers are like, yeah, I was there. Right. right. I, I watch
0: this. right. <laughs> you know. And so I almost called it fifty-one, fifty-four. <laughs> you
1: know. And so people are like, "Oh, right. I I know this is real.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: you know. I can touch her. Right. Yeah. And I you can
0: see, I, yeah. can see
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's why we gotta we gotta share the good and the bad with people because they are buying you. Yeah. And if Absolutely. you are not authentic, people can smell that shit
0: from my mom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, she's so fake. You know, people look at that even when you're looking at pictures or, you know, it's stuff just- like that. They say, oh, that's not a that's not an authentic picture. Like, sometimes you're like, how you know? I You know, I have never. But I think about it as just like really quickly. Like, I was talking to my sister the other day. and She was telling me about, saw some video about life hacks. Not life hack, but commercial hacks. And she was like, you know, they use engine oil for syrup because it doesn't, uh absorb and I was like really but the, I don't even eat sir but I'm like it looks so good but that's that's what this world is right now is we put we do whatever we need to do to pretend like everything is okay you wear this mask on your face every day you know walking around here but you're broken on the inside and for me the biggest thing now and like admitting and it a part of my journey is just like I'm okay with being me broken and all, like what what you gonna do about it like I it 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 doesn't matter any and honestly we're the worst critics anyway right so nine times out of ten people ain't gonna be as hard on you as you are on yourself so I might as well just tell my story tell my truth and just be honest with it um so what have you learned about yourself doing this journey that you didn't know before you started
1: um one is that I am braver and stronger than I give myself credit for yeah Um, and I, even with all the challenges, you know, I grew up poor in Detroit and we struggled. And even with all of the challenges growing up, I still have always had a lot of favor and a lot of privilege. Mm. And so, um, so I think I've learned on this journey that I am who I think I am in the sense that, you know, you hope that when the fucking rubber, excuse my French, when the rubber hits the road, that you will show up for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and so I I can feel good about knowing that all those dreams that I had and I showed up for them, even when things didn't work out the way that I wanted them to at the time, but I literally always gave it everything I had. I think the other is, um, this journey has helped me really tap into my gifts, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, and I, I think of it as the whole year has been unwrapping these gifts that I have, both, mm-hmm. Creatively and spiritually and energetically, like all of these things have been opening up for me in ways where I'm like, oh, these things have been here all along. Right. But when you are not anxious every day yeah. and depressed from a job you hate and just living your life on autopilot, now it's like God is like, okay, now that you can see everything, right. I'm yeah. Curious, now make this your playground, right? So I, I learned that I'm a powerful manifester when i am in when i'm in alignment
0: yeah alignment that is key not control but alignment and that that i think that that's something that i'm still working on um you know i know that very much so for myself that i i as i promise every day i keep saying lord i, I promise I, I won't i won't try to take the wheel anymore you can have it um yeah. and it's it's just i is learning it's um i listened to a sermon today where he was uh, um transformation church and he was saying like it's harder for us to break habits that we've already had and it's a habit that I have that I'm you know trying to restructure my brain to say no, no give it to him and let him do it not that I don't have the proof that he's done it before but he's done it over certain things or specific things and now I'm saying no I need you to do everything and that is scary because I'm like uh, I know you can do it yeah I do I do I yeah I know um, but uh, you gonna do it today? Right. Or right. you gonna do it tomorrow? Which when it when is it coming, Lord? Can you just show me just a glimpse? Like no, and he's not gonna do any of that.
1: Is that Pastor Mike from Just Terry? Yes.
0: Yes. I, yeah. I, he, yes, he is. He's one of my favorites as well. So as we talked about, you know, just your, the, the journey and like the self-sabotaging and imposter syndrome, how can women change or turn off the negative self-talk that we do to ourselves? What advice do you have for that?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think there's a couple things. One is you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. and oftentimes you know we struggle to put ourselves out there we want to you know have people that we can share our ideas with and sometimes the people that are around us Mm -hmm. don't help right we're our own worst critics but it doesn't help when you have people around you who are also telling you it can't be done right and so I think the first thing that women can do particularly black women because you know I think making adult friendships as is hard, right? Yeah. Authentic and, and life-giving friendships as an adult is hard, as busy, like all of those things are true. And so it meant that I had to set an intention that to, to attract these kinds of friendships in my life, right? Mm. And that has shown up in a couple different ways. It could be a mastermind. It could be you and some, some people that you meet in a Facebook group that you have something in common with get yeah. together, right? They don't have to all be childhood friends but who you surround yourself with is a really important thing because when I experience that self-doubt they are quick to remind me
0: ma'am do you know who you are right yeah but
1: they know who I am even when I sometimes forget it yeah um so I think that's like absolutely number one
0: why is it important for us women to realize the power that we have and to invest in ourselves um, as a wife and a mom you know we have this like guilt just kind of naturally sometimes that like if you don't do things this way like my kids are preteens now so they're pretty much able to kind of do things for themselves but there are times where they're like oh mommy you don't do this so you don't do that and so then it's like okay I gotta do this and then I gotta do that and then I gotta do this and so then sometimes we find ourselves like I'm gonna put me to the back burner. I'ma just I'm gonna go ahead and do this for this person or for your job. For a very long time, my job was my even though I was married and I had kids, my job was my priority. I would come home, cook dinner, do homework, and then get on the computer. And I'd be on it until midnight to get back up and go do the exact same work again, over and over and over again. So um what like what do you why is it important and then like how do we change that that cycle because that's what it is it's just a cycle whether it's your job or it's you know something else that takes a how do you how do we put ourselves first
1: so I think for a lot of us we don't make the decision to put ourselves first until we are forced to make the decision
0: right mm. and so what
1: I realize is there are a lot of us who are just really comfortable we are unhappy but comfortable
0: Right. yeah and comfort is a that's a mother there right
1: there. So many of us <laughs> who hate our jobs we barely can get out of bed in the morning to go to them they have taken all of our brilliance and all of our ideas Yeah, and then we will be,
0: and paying you and pennies, pay you pennies, pennies.
1: pennies. <laughs> i can't tell you how many women i've talked to recently who say oh yeah and by the way i took a, a pay cut right and yeah. i think about the times i've taken pay cuts Right, like yeah. we do it
0: or not being paid we're your like, worth, and they give you extra work. <laughs> Listen, work don't, I don't yeah. get <laughs> it, right? So my yes.
1: hope is that don't wait until it feels like life or death to get out before you decide to think of an exit strategy, right? So, you know, I had a my, the very first coach that I hired. I had watched this woman do all the things that I wanted to do. And I, I remember thinking one day, I've watched her. For seven years building what is now a million dollar a year business. Why am I watching her? I could yeah. learn from her. Right? Yeah. Because, so yeah. you know, oh man, I wish that was me. It could be, right? And so I made yeah. a decision to hire a coach. And what I learned from that process is that people aren't going to give you the roadmap they've been working their butts off for 20 years
0: mm-hmm. just to give to you
1: for free. No, it yeah. doesn't work that way, right? So instead, the way I've thought about it is every year I'm investing in a different function of my growth, right? That means, Mm -hmm. one, I'm always going to try to be in community with other black women, six and seven figure business owners, because guess what? They think differently. They absolutely move through the world differently.
0: So while you
1: might be at the beginning of your journey, but if your beginning is shaped by people who can spare you some mistakes, that's a much more powerful leap, right? So I would say, you know, one, people, most people who have the most value and their time is the most valuable, they are unwilling to give it away for free. You, some of it, right? But we are Mm -hmm. done giving away our brilliance for free, right? And so I also wanna, you know, I've heard, cause I think coaches get a bad rap. I think there are a lot of frauds out here. There are a lot of people just trying to take people's money. So I think the, the flip side of that is if you're gonna invest in yourself, invest in somebody who has done what you want to do, right? They don't have mm. to be an expert. They don't have to be some multi-million-dollar whatever, right? If you want to learn how to be a podcaster, hire somebody who's a podcaster.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like,
1: so I think that investing in your growth is, it could be hiring a coach. It could be reading a bunch of books. This Christmas, my partner, um, gifted me a subscription for the masterclass. Now I'm taking a screenwriting class from Shonda Rhimes. That's me investing in myself. It can yeah. look a lot of ways, but what for me is most important is that I am, I was watching something, uh, the, the Kobe tribute the other day. He talked about, you know, wanting to be the greatest. And he talked about that from the time he was young. And he said something to the effect of, you know, I'm going to the NBA because I want my, y'all, y'all going to college my college is learning from the best people who have ever done it. Right. And so that's mm. the way I think about in my own leadership, in my head, I'm like, who is the best who have ever done it? Any yeah. of Right. And let yeah. me go read books about them. Let me learn from them. Let me, you know, hire a coach. So I think it's comprehensive. It doesn't always require money. Some of it could be watching YouTube videos, podcasts. Mm. So the question people should ask themselves is are you investing not just the money in your own growth and leadership, but are you investing the time, right? Yeah. And so for me in 2016, that meant instead of working on my business at the end of my day, when I'm dead tired, I don't to start and give them my energy at the beginning of the day. So I started getting up earlier, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, yeah. and now I've read a chapter of a book or I've done something for my business when I have the time and energy in a way that like, no, I'm done doing that. So you, you have to be willing to invest both the money and the time. So, you know, if you say, I hate this job and I want to get out, but you don't want to wake up 30 minutes early a day to like build your own shit. You're not
0: right right or if you're not taking that like you said even the time the time that you instead of being on instagram or watching a tv show to actually apply to another job then you're just complaining and you know we've all been there at different times of our lives where there's things that we wanted to do but we pick something but that's about how bad you actually want it like if you don't really want it then you you know then you're not going to do anything but if you really want it you will do it. Like I know right now, my struggle of investing in myself is about my health and I have made up every excuse I could as to why I don't like getting up in the morning. I don't want to go at night. I can't do it. And it was like you said, like until something happens to you, like I got, you know, the Google is the devil when you got something wrong with you. Right. So I had this whole health scare where I thought I was dying from the inside out. And I just was like, (laughs) I you gotta get yourself together. And um I'm actually doing a devotional about like health. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that she asked the devotional actually asked for today was like, if I don't change my health, what is going mm-hmm. like what is the result of that going to be? Like what will that cause? And <laughs> I, I was mean- like, or oh, what's going to die? And I was like, um oh, my my you know my body, my family. And then when you start to think about if you was it, what it's going to cost you, that was the question. What is it going to cost wow. you? Because it, it may cost you a little, it may cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you. Every decision that you make is going to cost you something. And once I wrote it down, I was like, this is too much. I don't want to pay this price. <laughs> no, I, I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to see my kids grow up. I want." And yeah, it sounds very, very dramatic, but when we look at it like that, it, you, you have one or two options, either you make the change or you don't make the change. And so I am, you know, when I read about you and what it is that you do, I was like, yes, this is definitely something that, you know, we need to have you on the show to talk about this because people don't, you know we listen to our friends and we listen to whatever's on social media or or on love and hip hop, love, love and hip hop, real housewives, all of that stuff. But we don't really take the time to really look inside. And one of the things that I've noticed is since I've been on this journey as a friend now, I ask different questions to, uh, to my friends because, you know, I have friends that I've been friends with for over 20 years and I'm like, we're close, but, at some point, the relationship changed where everything was very surface. And it wasn't really like us really digging deep. And now I'm asking the uncomfortable questions where they looking at me like, don't do that. And I'd be like, but if I'm your friend, I want you to be better. If I'm, if if we're going to be in this life together, I really want, and there were people that were coming to me once I started the podcast, like, you know, I struggle with this. And, And I was just like, girl, why we ain't talked to each other before, you know, cause I, I can't be mad at you. Cause guess what? I ain't We're tell you neither. It
1: either.
0: Yeah. And so I think it just opens up my thing. The whole purpose of this is just to start the conversation because I really do think that at least once you start the conversation and you have somebody say, you know, I heard this and X, Y, Z, and this, somebody say, Oh, you know what? That sounds familiar because I go through the exact same thing. We want to see growth in ourselves in our communities in our friendships and our families and the only way we're able to do that is to kind of break the generational choices and curses that we have Mm -hmm. of just staying quiet and keeping our stuff that stuff to ourselves so I definitely commend you for hopping on that plane and going to Malaysia and I can't even imagine what is out there but it was all for a purpose Mm -hmm. Like the thing that you went through during that time, everything kind of being stripped and really what happens is that God broke you and once he broke you and then he built you back back up up. better than you could have ever even imagined for yourself. So
1: much better. And it's almost like the the example that you used about the syrup, um, Malaysia and, you know, Vietnam and and Thailand, Cambodia is, is what people think it is. But for the most part, people don't know what it is, right? They think of these countries as, as, you know, presidents say shithole places. What God really showed me was, ma'am, I lived better overseas than I ever have living here. Every place had a maid just in the, in part of your rent, right? So I think about what what really, what God is usually going to do is sometimes everything's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the ability to be able to say no matter what other people say I'm gonna do this thing and what they didn't realize is again people were like oh my gosh I'm so worried about you going to Malaysia I'm like y'all have nothing to be worried about I'm literally living the dream and so I think in so many ways you know if I would have been afraid to get on that plane so many things would have never opened up for me so
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely, you wouldn't be, we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now because sometimes that that's what it is. It's an an instance of, of that obedience of actually letting go of their relationship and also seeing the ad and acting on it. Cause how many ads do we scroll by?
1: Lots, right? It's the inspired action. So I could Mm. say if there was, you know, a magic ingredient to this entire journey, it's taking inspire action. So when I get Inspired an idea, action. right, I put it on a post-it note. When I think of a project or a thing, I buy the domain name. You know, it's it. It could be a small, tiny action. It could be ordering a book. It could be sending an email, picking up a, the phone. Like those that sort of divine guidance. It comes from all
0: of us. Yeah. And we, yeah, and it all makes sense eventually. It, think, so it's
1: a part of a bigger tapestry that we can't mm-hmm. see. So it is not our job to try to make meaning. I think of it as like what what feels like God sends me is like these breadcrumbs or puzzle pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. A piece yeah. of sky over here and a piece of the ocean over here and I don't know how they fit. It's not our job to know how they fit. It's our job.
0: You yes. So as you say that, um, I have this... The thing on my wall that says like uh, daily affirmations, but a a portion of it actually says outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is ours. I saw somebody posted that on um, Instagram and I just was like, that was all facts. Like the outcome of every situation is he's already it, it. We said this before. It's already done but it's the obedience. We going to get there. It's just just about how you get there. And um, he's ultimately going to get the glory is just going to be with or without you. And so I think it's one of those things that, you know, I try to reiterate there. Like if you feel that thing and you know what that prompting is, like you follow that, even if you said like, you don't have to, even at the moment, like you say, like inspire action, you don't have to always like you don't, you don't have to act on it. Right. You Write it down so that it doesn't go away Here's and then sleep on it.
1: <laughs> I will tell you, um, that is, so if, again, if there, if there's another magic ingredient, right, it's the writing it down part,
0: hmm. make it, make it, plain. it
1: Write it and make it plain and that was the word that I heard a few months ago. And so now I have a list in my phone. Anytime I get that inspiration from God, I write it down. I can't I literally yeah. can't act on all of them at the same time. So what I can do is write it down. And what begins to happen is the steps begin unfolding that happens, yeah. right? And so that's another really powerful piece of this, which again, it could be in your phone, it could be on a vision board, it could be on a post-it note. The point mm-hmm. is that it is somewhere, like if, if it comes from God in the universe, it comes out of you, right?
0: Yeah, it has, it to. has yeah. to. And
1: that really is the building block. So Write your dreams and your goals down. I, um, at one point had a dry erase wall in my living room and I would look at them every single day. So it was no surprise a year later when all those things manifested, right? Cause yeah. I'm looking
0: at them and every that's- day. Yeah. And that's key too, because um, I had somebody who my mentor was like, you got to write it down and I will put it in my phone or I'll put it in my journal. And just recently she says, you know, um, where, where where you work at every day for your, you know, doing your work for your business, where are you sitting? And I was like, oh, in the living room. And so she's like, what's, what's on the walls? I was like, nothing because we sold all the furniture and there's nothing in there. And so she's like, you need to put what it is that you want on the wall. So she made me, told me go out and buy the little uh poke, big poke, jumbo post-it notes and I wrote everything out. And so singing it every single day, like... Like, of course, when my family came home, they're like, what in the world? Because every time I see something, I like <laughs> put something on the wall and I get the writing up there. But I say, eventually, we're well, we not buying nothing right now anyway. So, but I'm like, eventually those things, they're reminders because I'm a visual learner. I know that that's how things happen. If I do not see them, I will forget. Cause that's just how my my mind and everything works. But it's a daily reminder to me that this is what your goal is. This is what you're trying to do. And these are the things that we're trying to achieve. And every like you said, every time something comes up, I just write it down and I'll be like, it doesn't mean you have to do it right now. It just means that this is something that he wants you to do. It Boom, there it is.
1: For me writing it down is honoring that I've received it. Okay, God, method mm. received right
0: And so even with
1: my team, I have created a Slack channel just for my ideas, right? Oh, I got this Mm. idea in the middle of the night. Y'all ain't got to do nothing with it. I'm going to just put it here so I can put it there. So there's a container for it. And when we have time, we can come back to this place. So I will say just being receptive, right? And then letting it come out of you because most people die with their dreams in them, right? So mm, for
0: me, mm, if nothing else,
1: man. I just I'm writing them down, and that feels like I'm still sharing them.
0: Yeah, that is. Yeah, that that right there. There's people dying with their dreams. That that that's a scary, scary thought because there's things that are still waiting to happen that we have with that people have within them, but they're too scared to even start or even acknowledge it. And, you know, I do small groups and a lot of times um, the ladies will say stuff and I'll be like, that thing that you don't want to say, that's the thing that you're supposed to say. So get that out. And then I say, once you say it, it becomes real. So then you have to take some type of action. You have to, because now you've, you've put it out there. When it stays in our brain and it stays in our thoughts, the only person that knows you, the only person you think know is you. But he know because he gave it to you. And so he just, that's why he's going to keep reminding you. Like, so you just you just not going to start this podcast, huh? And I was like, Lord, I'm going to do it in one more month. and one more month, Lord, okay? Um, so how can people connect with you? Where can people find you if they want to do the boot camp, if they want to work with you 101? Where are you on the internet? Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, my website is RebeccaMThompson.com. If you're interested in learning about the bootcamp, you can just go to rebeccamthompson.com backslash bootcamp. But what I would love to offer your listeners is my free 31-day mindset makeover. Quite frankly, when I talked about, you know, the exercises and the books and the resources that I use to um, really discover my own light, it lives now in the 31-day mindset makeover. So it's a free email course. You'll get daily affirmations and exercises. Um, and it is, is my gift and love letter to other black women who are on this journey as well
0: that is nice well thank you you know we all like anything that is free 99 okay um i will make sure i put all that information in a show notes so y'all don't have to be writing it down while you driving because i know some of y'all or y'all at work or whatever i wonder nobody getting in trouble googling nothing on the, the firewall pop-up at your job or nothing like that so it will be in the show notes so you can go back and click in it and you can find out everything about living in your light. Rebecca, I just want to thank you so much. I am just, uh, I'm in awe of like your journey, like where you started, the things that you went through to get to this place. I am grateful that you're out here just shining your light on other black women to be able to let them know that they're worthy, let them know that they're deserving and that they too don't have to move to Malaysia to be able to, you know, transform, transform their light into something positive.
1: (laughs) That's right. We all have uh, the ability to transform our lives from the inside out and it doesn't require getting on a plane, uh, but it does require you to be honest with yourself. So I I am eager to see uh, what happens for your listeners as they take some of this advice to heart. Also, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, guys, that's all for this week. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you would like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, click the link in the show notes. Have a great week. See ya.